so he could have ended up in the temple. The more you know. <laughs> hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello. Episode six. Yeah. First episode of 2019. New year. New you. No, same bullshit. Okay. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not really one of those guys that sets New Year's resolutions. What is, is that what they call them? New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Whatever. I don't yeah, do that goals shit. Goals for the New Year. Yeah, whatever. I don't do that shit. Do you have any goals for the New Year? Not specifically one. I have like one specifically uh, just saving up for trying to buy, trying to buy a house. Some so, property. Yeah, that's about it. That's what's up. Only serious one for me is that. What about you? Anything? Not really. I kind of just, I mean, I got some tires. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's starting off the year nicely, I suppose. But I also got a car wash kit. Nice. Shout out to the wife for that. I love it. It's pretty cool. Chemical guys. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like some holiday kit um, that they put together for like Christmas season that they still had. And so I had showed it to her like before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, so she ended up finding like a different one after Christmas that was still a holiday kit, but it was like a better kit than even the one I had showed her. It came with a lot more shit. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Hell so, yeah. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. Just the problem is, is last weekend it rained and it's supposed to rain again this weekend and we live in fucking Arizona. Yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. Like, no, come I on. <laughs> like I get a car wash kit finally so I can stop spending money at the car wash. Oh, by the way, it's going to rain the next two weekends. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Exactly, man. man. Ridiculous. Give me a break. So, no, I definitely don't do the New Year's resolutions. Um, however, though, there are things in 2019 that are going to be a very, very busy year. Mm-hmm. Of the many things still to come, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, a lot of movies. Like, what in 2019 are you most looking forward to, though? Um, of course, that Avengers, is, if we're talking about movies. Talk about it, anything. I mean, it, anything in the year that you're looking forward to. Got to throw the Avengers movie in there. Uh I guess you could say the Super Bowl, depending on who gets there, for me. Uh, we'll cover that a little later. Yeah, we'll get more into that. Uh, honestly, me, I'm, I am trying to get uh, my car on the racetrack. Don't we have another Spider-Man coming out this year? Yes. No? Yes? Is Far From Home know. coming out this year? I don't know if that's coming out this year. Because I thought it was pick that up. Captain Marvel, then Avengers Endgame. Spider-Man? And then I thought Spider-Man was coming out. Maybe you're right. I don't know. We'll find out and try to come back to that. Probably. But uh, Captain Marvel comes out first, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The more trailers I see, I'm kind of getting more excited to go see it. For Captain Marvel? But why, Mm -hmm. though? Just because it looks kind of, like, badass. As far as her, like, moves and stuff, like, her powers and stuff look kind of cool, so... Yeah, its release date is July 5th, 2019, Spider-Man Far From Home. Excellent. I'm excited for that's that. That's July 4th weekend. Put that on my list. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's opening weekend material for sure. Oh, definitely. Um, Did we... We talked about the la- the Spider-Man cartoon, though, right? Into the Spider-Verse? I don't know if we talked we about that. We couldn't have. No, because that was before... Yeah, that was before the holidays. Yeah, and we right. haven't had it. Yeah, we haven't we had haven't an episode had in a couple of weeks. No. Welcome back. Right. Um... <laughs> So let's talk about that a little bit real quick. Total side note. That's what yeah. we love to do here on Where Was I Going With This? Because we go all over the fucking place. Um, let's talk about it. There's a lot of messages in that movie. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, as most people know, is the animated version. It introduces um, a, a character that's been in comic books for a little while now, um, but has never made his way onto the big screen, which is Miles Morales. He is yeah. a, another iteration of... The, the Spider-Man mantle um, within the same universe as one version of Peter Parker right. um, in the comic books. Um, although he has a very similar origin story, he is of mixed race. His mother is Hispanic. His father is African-American, um, which obviously brought in uh, a whole other genre of comic books in a sense of now you have minorities and mixed minorities at that uh, entering the realm of of superhero dumb, for lack yeah. of a better term. Uh, yeah. um, what was what did you take away from that movie? Like what what is what was one of your favorite parts of that movie? Um, I don't know what was my favorite part. Hmm. Good good question. I like the whole movie in general. I definitely yeah, like that movie. Liked the whole movie. That's I thought sure. that movie was really good. Um, side note: We took my five year old son. 
to go see it, and he loved that movie. Yeah. Um, it's funny because now when we ride in the car, um, he'll make his mom uh, turn on the Post Malone Sway Lee song, oh, Sunflower. Yeah, okay. yeah, and right. then every time he makes her play it, he'll remind her that that's because that's what Miles Morales was singing <laughs> in Spider-Man when he went with his daddy and uncle da so that's right. um yeah that 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 to me is really cool so if you know if you have kids out there and you're interested in what you know wanting to know whether or not a kid would sit through it my five-year-old did he is a boy mm, I, I would think a girl could sit through it i would right. i think it's, it's entertaining enough yeah, it's and there is gwen so. stacy so there is a female spider-man or spider woman um in the movie so that's something to draw girls into she's a really yeah. cool character and um, the other one too the uh Japanese. Oh yes, uh, yeah. Uh, what I can't was think of her name. Uh, Penny Parker. Yeah, Penny Parker Penny was her Parker. name, and she yep. uses the robot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's like a like an anime Spider Man yeah. in a sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I think my favorite part of the movie was the introduction of the Prowler character. Oh, okay. And it was something that the MCU side of Marvel sort of tippy toed around. Yeah. In the first Spider-Man movie. Right. Because Donald Glover's character right, is that. would be the Prowler in this universe. Right. So it makes me wonder if there's an opportunity for that to come about. I think it's really cool because um, the Prowler, the way he uses the technology that he has is... I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's like kind of Starkish, like early Tony Stark type yeah. technology. That's really cool. Um, plus, I think his costume's dope. Yeah, it is. His costume is like cool. a mix of like Spawn and Deadpool. And, yeah, it was pretty cool. And Venom, and you know, it's definitely it's a, a Spawn look. Yeah, sure. it's a yeah with that big ass cowl yeah, on the cape and whatnot. Yeah, yeah it's definitely cool. a dope ass costume. So I think something portrayed by that in like a live action MCU would be really, really cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so I think that was probably my favorite part because I knew who the who he was going to be as the story played out, of gotcha. course. Right. But the fact that they brought him into it um, was was pretty cool. I liked that. That was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. That was cool. Um, I did get a kick out of all the different suits. Yeah, they had down yeah, I was going to say that. In yeah. the almost spider cave, I guess, right? if you wanted uh, to call it yeah. that. Little Batman-esque. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did give a shout-out to the PS4 game spider-man suit that is yeah, in the movie that was in the movie uh, that, that was, was cool. done up i thought that was pretty cool that they did really a couple cool. of different ones that were in the ps4 version of the game as well however right. they're related to comic book versions of themselves of themselves exactly. yeah the only one that is is unique to the ps4 spider-man one is the insomniac suit which is right. the white spider uh and the white down the sleeves that doc right. ock gave him in the game and they did give the nod to that one and yeah. that's i like that suit yeah that's i think it's good. actually a pretty yeah, dope suit like if if there was a suit that I could see like them bringing into the live action Spider Man as well, that one would be a cool one. Yeah, that one like, would be you cool. Know, I think the Homecoming suit is cool, and it's definitely an ode to the OG Spider Man. But I yeah. think the Insomniac one is really futuristic without going super like Iron Spider so futuristic like, look. New suit in this new Spider Man film, you think? I think so. I um, think so. They had the yeah. set pictures where it looked like he was wearing a black suit. Ooh. But I don't think that they'll incorporate the um not like the symbiotes. A, no, 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 no. Way too early so, for that. I did see uh, Sony did confirm uh, Venom two. Yeah, they I did do that. that. Oh, so that looks good. speaking of confirming anything, we're way we're getting off trail. We're gonna we're gonna okay. Um, Punisher season two, January nineteenth. Oh uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not too excited about that. Why? Because you know the show's probably going to get canceled. After yes, the second that's season? exactly why. That okay. is exactly why. I'm still going to watch it though. Who <laughs> isn't? I mean, if you're into the first, nah, yeah, exactly. However, I will admit the first season, man, it's a slow burn. It is a slow burn, honestly, especially when you see how much like action was he was involved in in Daredevil. Yeah. Like when it was, he was a big change. Yeah, it was and a big change. Like his, I was like, oh, this is slow. slow. Yeah, it was a big change. I actually, but when the I, action turned on, like it was good action. But though. did you watch it the whole way through the first time? The Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just watched it front to back over like the course of a couple of days, basically. Yeah, like a yeah, week whatever. or two. two no, nah, bro. Yeah. Like me, I watched like the first episode, and it just left me so like meh. It took me like. 
two months to come back. To oh, me. really? Damn. Yeah, it took me like yet. two months. And I'm just, like, all right, I got. I just go continued back to on, it. you know. I just tapped it out because I think I actually watched season one of The Punisher after I watched season two of Iron Fist and season two oh, of okay. Luke Cage. Gotcha, gotcha. But because I knew that Daredevil was going to be coming out season three. I needed to know the events of Karen Page's involvement. Oh yeah, and Daredevil. Only or to find out Daredevil that you that really isn't. Not at all. They don't, don't really address to... him at all. No. I mean, they. It's, it's like yeah, its own little standalone. Honestly, like. But what's weird though is Karen Page jumps from the Punisher's season one mm-hmm. into Daredevil season three. Yeah. Seamlessly, like like she one doesn't exist gone. to the other. So yeah. that kind of. So know. does the events of Daredevil season three happen after the events of Punisher season one or before maybe? Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I mean, they all clearly happened. Well, there, yeah, I don't know because they don't even really address in Punisher season one. They definitely don't address the end of the Defenders. No, but didn't that come out before the Defenders came out? Pretty sure Punisher season one came out before the Defenders came out. I can't remember. I can't remember either. Maybe and mostly because Maybe I didn't I didn't I watch know. Punisher season one like you did in direct order, so I've got no clue. I don't even remember, honestly. It seems like so but, long. But I think season two is going to be good. Although I will say when I saw Jigsaw, I was kind of expecting something a little bit better. I don't think I've seen anything Makeup yet. wise. You seen the trailer? No. You haven't seen the trailer for season two? Oh, you slipping. I'll watch it. 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 But like I said, I'm not that excited for that because it's gonna get canceled anyway. So yeah, that kind of bites. I guess we'll play out sort of like um, a tease. how that theory will play out. All right, um, real quick, get back to Miles Morales. Um, what would you rate that movie out of out of you know one out of one one to ten, one to five, whatever you want to do? Mm, like an eight out of ten. What do you think could have been done differently? Like, what do you, what did you find like eh about the movie? That, like, he just didn't have. Okay, so how he just went from like one moment of not being able to do pretty much anything with his abilities to the next moment being able to like do like everything with his abilities. I'm not trying to give too much away because I don't know if people listening haven't seen it yet, so. I don't want to spoil it too much, but you know what I mean. How it goes from like one moment, he's basically like, yeah, has no control, has no control over no anything, ability. over his abilities, and then the next moment he's basically like full on Spider Man. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it is, but a, no, it is I a mean, superhero, no, movie. and I get it, and it is a kid like, like sort yeah, of like you got to think of it as a kid oriented yeah, movie, oriented. so. I can't knock it on that, but that's just my my opinion. That's why I knocked it on, on a couple points. But what do you think of the concept? I don't care if I spoil it or not. But what do you think of the concept of <laughs> what it is? You know what I'm saying? You can pause I guess it's it. Been out long that's the magic of pausing a podcast. It. You can pause spoiler it and alert. come back yeah, to exactly. it. Spoiler alert! If you yeah. this deep into mm-hmm. it, you already don't care. Yo, so what do you feel about the way that he created his own suit, though? I did like that. You like the I fact like that, that he took a, yeah. basically an existing suit. I like that. And then spray painted over it. I like it? that. Okay. Because I didn't. Because as the movie went on, I was wondering that. Yeah. Like, how like how how is he going to get a suit? Like, so for I actually kind of thought for a split second that it was going to be a suit that that Peter Parker had at some point in time or was intending to use at some point in time and never did, and he was just like, "Yo, this 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 is the I'm, shits." Right. See, here. I'm like, glad this is that. The shits. He didn't do that. I'm glad that it was like him, like he created it himself. Because he's artistic, like Miles Morales is well, an artistic yeah, yeah. character. So of I, like it's cool that he did his like own little stamp on it. Although I have to still say that like Gwen's suit was probably the dopest to me. Gwen's suit is the dopest. Yeah, like with the hood, the hood and shit. And yeah. the hood has <laughs> the like the pink dope, yeah. like the pink effect to it. Yeah. But no, Miles' super suit dope. was super dope. Yeah, and the thing about this suit is this is actually an original suit to this movie as well, in a yeah, sense. Yeah, no, yeah. Because in the comic books, his it suit is much like more, yeah, I, it, I don't want to use the term professional, but, but much more. it was more a real suit. Real yeah. suit, yeah. Like this it was wasn't just one like that spray he painted made. with yeah. paint, you know. So. Okay, so. But okay. I like that. Okay, yeah, like so that. you with that. That was you a cool concept. That. You with that. Okay, I like that. What else you want to talk about today? Let's see what else we got on the docket. All right, let's just get into it. We got to talk football. Yeah. 
playoffs that time. For sorry. some, sorry, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah not yeah. for e- not yeah. for either of us anymore. No, <laughs> let me just say something. I'm just gonna go on record to say something real quick about that playoff game. I'm talking Ravens Chargers. Anybody in this world who thinks that they should have benched Lamar Jackson for Joe Flacco is absolutely wrong. And the reason why they are wrong is because if that's how they feel, they were not watching the same game as everybody else, including the entire coaching staff on the Baltimore Ravens, who decided not to bench Lamar Jackson for Joe Flacco. And that is, at that moment in time, that kid was not getting any protection. So you have one of the most, if not the most, elusive quarterbacks in the NFL on any roster at this moment in time Mm -hmm. as far as pure speed and ability to break a tackle at the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. He can't escape this pass rush because his offensive line is getting owned this Saturday or Sunday. It was Sunday. Sunday morning. So they're getting owned that Sunday afternoon in Baltimore, Sunday morning our time, right? Why would you think at that moment in time, down that many points, you would be more successful by putting in a less mobile quarterback? I don't know. And honestly, like, has Joe Flacco really rallied, like, from being down like that in the playoffs? I thought most Not of the Not to mention he hasn't he played, played in seven games, he, uh, six games. Right. And, yeah, like. What are we, why, are, why is that even a discussion? I, I, don't, I don't understand know. that. No Lamar Jackson, no Joe, playoffs. Joe Flacco went four so. and five with the same roster that Lamar Jackson went five and one with. Six Joe one. Flacco went four and five. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Lamar six went and six and one. Six and one. So. Because they had to beat right. the Browns. So Let six and one to finish. Let him play it out. So at what point in time was Joe Flacco a better option? If Joe Flacco was a better option against the Chargers at that moment in time, Joe Flacco should have been a better option when y'all came back. You know, when he came back healthy and they decided to bench him because they knew he wasn't the better option. Not to mention, what are you going to do? Do you want to risk your opportunity to be able to trade him somewhere? By 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 two things, either putting him out there with that pass rush and getting him hurt or putting him out there and him and him looking (laughs) bad. bad. And people are like, nah, we'd (laughs) rather go check out whether Philly wants to get rid of this Nick Foles cat. Right. Right? Right. Or even Carson Wentz, if you're crazy enough. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So at what point in time was Joe Flacco a better option? If Lamar Jackson is the future of this team, then the Baltimore Ravens fan base, coaching staff, and players all have to buy into the fact that you are going to win with Lamar Jackson and you are going to lose with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. We've won and lost with Joe Flacco for many, many years now, and we know what it looks like and we know what it feels like. If this kid is the future and Joe isn't, then we got to lose with this kid. This It's not all going to be sunshines and unicorns. No. Nope. You know, it's going to be hard work. We've had many a loss with Joe Flacco to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the divisional round or in the wild card round or the NFL playoffs. And then in 2012, he went 11 touchdowns, no interceptions, and wins a Super Bowl. Uh, it's debatable whether or not he deserves Super Bowl MVP. I actually do feel that that is debatable. I think yeah. that Jacoby Jones should have won Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Neither here nor there. However, he's the Super Bowl MVP. So why wouldn't we be able to do the same with this kid? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But... I mean, another year, another draft. We need to shore up that O-line. We got some yeah, young talent. Because he keep getting attacked like that. He ain't going to last very long. So. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely so, not. But San Diego, or, well, yeah, San, not San Los Diego. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, finally got over their playoff little hump. They did. And and quite they honestly, I mean, keep going, though, but. there's other quarterbacks I would rather lose to. Well, not rather lose to that than Phillip Rivers. Like, yeah. like I, I would, we'll see if that. I had to choose like a quarterback that I could actually turn around and like root for to win after beating my team, I think Phillip Rivers is one of those quarterbacks. You think they're going to beat New England? I think they got a real shot at beating yeah, New England. Yeah, Quite honestly, I don't think anybody's afraid of New England. No. Not me Rob Gronkowski is a shell of himself. Yeah. He's not playing good football to finish the year. The Patriots' defense is not as scary as it's looked in recent years. There's nobody on offense really at this moment in time, and especially with the Chargers' defense the way that it is, they've got a defense that's built to do the one way, the one thing you have to do to shut down Tom Brady, and that is put him on his back. Yeah, exactly. You got a healthy they Melvin Gordon. Rush, yeah. You got a healthy Melvin Gordon. You got that. a healthy Joey Bosa. Yeah. 
you know, two pass rushers that can flat out get at the quarterback. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Be interesting. And of course, they've got that who I believe is probably the defensive rookie of the year, which is Derwin James. How about uh? Did you watch those games on Saturday? Um, I Houston, watched. Indy. That wasn't a game. That wasn't a game. Um, that so I I watched that in and out. That was like that was down. a slaughter. Yeah, that was, that was smackdown. That was one of the hottest teams in the AFC. Just, I like that, Indy. I like that. That that was unbelievable. Andrew Luck looked unbelievable yeah, in that game. Not yet. That um, defense was looked the pretty other good too. Uh, Seattle. Oh, Dallas. Seattle, Dallas. Uh, I would have liked it more if Seattle won one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big Dallas fan, but whatever. it is what it is. The biggest thing about Dallas is they're so inconsistent week to week. Yeah, that you just don't know what Dallas Cowboys team you're going to be playing against on any given Sunday. Mm. But who? So who? Who plays? Is it? Philly? Dallas is going to LA to play the Rams, and Philly, and Philly has to go to New, New Orleans, Orleans and play the, the Superdome. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. If, if there's any place where Nick Foles' magic is not going to work, it is. It's uh, in the Black Magic City in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello. They, they play with voodoo dolls down there, bro. Man. They're gonna put some. <laughs> Some African voodoo witchcraft and blow some white powder up in his face, and he's he's gonna be KO'd. I think he's gonna get KO'd in New Orleans. They're my pick to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, they they are just on fire. They looking strong. Um, I honestly think that it will come down to New Orleans and the Los Angeles Chargers. Really? Yes. The Chargers. Yeah, I think they're that good. I think they're that good. That's crazy. I mean, their offense would definitely need to play better, but their offense just played the number one defense in the NFL. Yeah. And came out with field goals. And and the biggest thing about to it win. is to, like, we ahead. put them in a lot of those positions. They didn't have they didn't have to play field position at all. We gave them all the field position. Yeah. So you can't really judge them wholeheartedly on just this one pass game because they didn't have to make any long drives. Right. They made. They did what they did. The defense is stout. That's a. Right. That's an excellent defense, and they got what they could get, which were field goals at that time. Side note: Did you watch the Chicago Philly game? I watched most of it. Did you see that? I saw the kick. I don't. Everybody wants to talk about the kick. I want to talk about that play. Which play? That was a fumble. Oh, see, that nobody I, recovered the ball. I missed that part. And I did watch it on replay, though. So what's crazy about that? Is I don't understand the NFL and their 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 catching rules. So if I catch the ball and I take three steps, I have possession of the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to remember they changed uh, the rule this year to try to make more sense. Right. They said that's that's the new rule is the three step rule. Okay. That's like I guess claiming possession. I guess according to this play. But in the NFL, if you get one foot down, that's not a catch. No, you gotta have two. But if you get a, a knee, knee a knee down, mm-hmm. that's a catch. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand their basis on how they're making these catch rules. But what's easier to get? What is easier to get down though? I think if foot? you're gonna do, or like two feet or a knee. But like that's the other thing that was confusing. So I don't know. I saw another play in football. And I can't remember. Maybe it was a college game. I think it was a college game. Yeah, I think it was that. Matter of fact, I think it was that Bama Clemson game. I didn't watch any of that game. Well, just for an example, the receiver caught the ball in the back of the end zone, right? Yeah. Caught the ball. You're supposed to continue, right? Yeah. He caught the ball and immediately put the ball in his right hand and put it down. He scored. You know what I mean? Like he took a step, but a player came and like hit him in the shoulder and he dropped the ball. Okay. But it still caught a touchdown. Okay. But say he would have did that on the ground and he would have just set the ball down. In the NFL, that wouldn't have been called a touchdown. That's the Calvin Johnson rule. Right. Their, their catching rules are kind of crazy, man. They I just, I just it don't out. understand you it. You know what I mean? Like, when you know when, when somebody catches the ball in that scenario and it's a rule, like, it's not ruled a fumble, the refs rule it as an incomplete. Right. But then it's a fumble. But, I mean, but nobody knows that it's a fumble. Something's wrong. But the moment you know that it's I mean? ruled like, incomplete, I like thought nobody... did they change it to be a, did they change it to be reviewable? 
No, that was the worst part about it is the fact that. So what did they, they call on the field? Reviewed it. It should have been a fumble, but since nobody recovered the ball, yeah, they just gave it back to Chicago. They should have gave it back to Chicago at the point of the ball, where nobody picked it up. Where at? nobody picked the ball. Where they give it back to be, him at? They just basically called it a like a no a no play a no play basically. Or like was a, it a play that counted like an incomplete like an pass? incomplete pass? So instead they call it well, hmm. right. It was it was weird 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 scenario, man. Or at least where he weird where scenario. he lost possession of it, they would have to give him if if it was forward. Like if the right. if he fumbled forward, you would obviously not give him that extra yardage. No no no, he fumbled and the ball went back like a yard or two. Actually, That's interesting. Back. It was is weird, man. So, well, I mean, you saw that. Did you see the Melvin Gordon play from the Baltimore game? Mm, I don't think I saw. They that basically one. ruled it. At first, they ruled it um, a fumble. Then they ruled it that Melvin Gordon got an elbow down, but he was touched. So then it wasn't a fumble anymore. Or no, then no, they ruled it a fumble, and then they ruled it a touchdown before going to replay, and then after replay, ruled that his elbow hit. And then the ball came out so that he was down by contact. And then spotted the ball at the one-yard line, but where his elbow hit was like the half-yard line. Oh, my God. <laughs> like it was that, crazy. That yeah. was crazy, man. I just don't yeah, understand. Yeah, it was crazy. I think the rules are – there's too many rules at a certain point. I think so. <laughs> I think there's, I mean? a, I think there's a lot of people. rules that cater to um, the offensive side of the oh, ball. Oh, for sure. Um, there's just too many rules in general, though. There's I a think, lot man. of them. I think that there are some that are good and smart. You know, I like the fact that they change the kickoff so you don't get the running start on the kickoff. You can't oh, – like yeah, you got yeah. nobody can move until the ball is actually kicked. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's awesome because it provides, you know, safer – uh, environments, less hits to the head, shit like that. Um, so I agree with some of them, but yeah, there are a lot of crazy like NFL just, yeah, rules. Just, I don't understand. All right, so we got matchups to talk about um, that I want to pick winners. So we'll start in the NFC. You got Dallas and the Los Angeles Rams. Who you who you got winning? Rams. 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 You want to put a score up there? Or no. Mm. Like you think it's a blowout, or you think it's gonna be a close no, game? No, I think the Rams. But I think the Rams will put up like. 28, but I think they'll hold Dallas to like 21. See, okay, it's so like a touchdown I mean? game, basically. Yeah, like okay. I see the Rams win, that. but I see it probably being a little bit closer than that. I'll probably do like a 20 to 17. Okay, just because the stakes are higher in playoff games, and yeah, so exactly. therefore coaches just make different. That's why I was decisions. thinking like 24. Because I think for the Rams, it's going to be about. I think that they're really going to try to rush Todd Gurley. Yeah, uh, I think that they're really going to try to push. Him, yeah, I think they're just gonna. But try I think to they're keep, gonna do it to to control the clock. That's what I was gonna. Yeah. They're just gonna try to keep Dallas off their offense exactly. off the field. Exactly, because I think when you put win. pressure on Dak Prescott to do that type of stuff, that's when you can get Dallas to make mistakes. Exactly, when they know every yep. possession counts. Um, so yeah, I give that a, like a twenty to seventeen. Um, what about the Saints and the Eagles? I don't know, man. I don't know if that one's gonna be a shootout or if that one's gonna be like. Because remember, one-sided the Minneapolis out. miracle <laughs> happened in Minnesota. We ain't in Minnesota no more. Nah, yeah. I don't think we New, Orleans New Orleans is going to allow something like that to happen again. Like, so, they got the number one overall seed in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. They're killing it. They were so, killing it at the end of the year. And their defense even if, is Even great. if somebody from the AFC had to play them and the Super Bowl was not a neutral site, they would have to go to the Superdome. Yeah, exactly. So... Um. I feel like that I'd, game might I, be a I give blowout. New Orleans. Yeah, I give it to New Orleans. I just don't know if it's going to be a blowout or not. I think I think it might be a blowout only because Philly. I just don't know even who Philly's going to have that's going to be able to points. play with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, though. Yeah. That one-two punch in that backfield, and then you throw in quietly one of the best receivers in the league in Michael Thomas. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even get a whole lot of attention, and that dude is a beast he's a beast yeah, he's a beast i mean he's crazy good yeah he's got hands like nah yeah he's a solid nobody's business fantasy. you know what he's i'm saying solid. like he's yeah. he's a hell of a <laughs> receiver solid. so very quietly in the nfl at a time when receivers are being as loud as ever it seems plus you taking drew Brees or nick Foles. oh uh, drew Brees to me is is one of the best quarterbacks of all ever. time you know what i mean like, i so, would literally put drew Brees like probably one or two what's your score on it then 
I think the Saints win like forty-two to twenty-one. Oh my god, that bad? Yeah. I was thinking more like. I was thinking the Saints would put up like forty something, <laughs> but I think I think the Eagles can come in like high twenty. Yeah, because I think what's going to happen is they're they're going to realize that Foles is going to be he's going to be out there to fling it. But yeah, he's got to. I just think that that New Orleans defense I don't know is though. underrated. And Cam Jordan can get here. at the quarterback. Nick Foles' record undefeated in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm not a Philly fan. I'm just saying. We'll is see. he undefeated in the playoffs? Well, yeah, I think he's six and zero. Because when he was the uh, who did he, has he always only started for the Eagles? I thought he got the Eagles to the playoffs when he had to um, come in for Michael Vick before they drafted Carson Wentz. Because remember, Nick Foles left and went to Kansas City and didn't do shit. He didn't do shit, but he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a Super Bowl MVP, but so. the, if only the season started in December yeah, right. or January, I mean. <laughs> What do you do with him for the first 17 weeks of the year? Maybe you just do this every year. Just Carson Wentz in the first. You know, what the, you know that would make Carson Wentz the worst clutch oh quarterback in NFL history. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you know what time it is. I don't know. Like we'll Nick see. Foles would literally just set an alarm clock and just be like, yo, you know what tomorrow is. Right. <laughs> it's playoffs. It's my time, baby. See, it's my time. See, I, don't know, I don't know what you're going to do, but... <laughs> I'm going to go play a football game. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Kansas City. AFC. Yeah, you got Kansas City and um, the Colts. Yes. Kansas and City. You got Kansas City in there? I got one? Kansas City. I like Indy, but I got Kansas City. All right, so this is. They are, man, they are bro, lighting people up. I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to shock the world and beat Kansas and City. And beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And, he, and here is why. Here is why. First of all, Andy Reid has a reputation for being one and done in the playoffs. Yeah. Way too many true. times. That is true. He has been one and done in the playoffs with the Chiefs for how many years now? Yeah. Including, didn't the Chiefs have a 30-something point lead on the Colts in a playoff game? And the and Colts came back and won. I don't know. Under Andrew Luck, I want to say the Chiefs had a they had a massive lead. That's crazy. On the Colts in the playoffs and lost. Same quarterback. Same situation. Same quarterback. I don't care Not that it's for the Chiefs, Arrowhead. though. They have Patrick Mahomes, yes, but that Colts defense can get after you. Yeah, but that dude. Threw and that. that that Colts defense also has. Well, I mean, they have probably the co defensive rookie of the year and that middle linebacker that they have. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about. He's like a sixth or seventh round draft pick. But How do you get all pro and not go to the Pro Bowl? Because the NFL rules don't make sense. That is the dumbest shit I think I might have ever heard. You are Crazy. all pro and you are not at the Pro Bowl? Nope. Shouldn't one come with the other? You would think. Anyways, I don't know how I that I don't know how that young man figured out NFL. was able to, to do that and didn't get a Pro Bowl nod. That is unbelievable. Damn. Anyways, I still think that's the hottest team in the AFC. They started one and five. Yeah, they were pretty bad in the beginning. One and five through the first six. There's only 16 games in a season. They started one and five. Yeah. Then they rattled off four straight, then a close loss to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And then they rattled off now five straight wins including two wins straight over divisional opponents by beating the Titans in Week 17, and then yeah. they beat the Texans in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, but... Who's doing that? I don't know, but Kansas City is absolutely just beating everybody. They didn't beat the Saints. That is true. That is true. Did they beat the Rams? And they didn't beat the Rams. I, was, I don't think they beat the Rams either. But and the they Rams, damn near and beat the Rams didn't beat the Saints. Damn, so we got a lot of... A lot of rematches. If <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. Let's we'll see. But we'll see. the Chiefs are beatable. Oh, they're beatable. Just and not I, many people beat them. I think. I think Andrew Luck can do it. We'll see. I mean, people didn't think he was going to be Houston. I, I thought, think that's I gonna thought be, he was going to be Houston. I, I think I, that's going to be a comeback game. I, I think that's going to be a game where the Chiefs are going to get up, and they're gonna they're gonna ride that wave again like they always do. And then something's going to happen, and Andrew Luck is going to figure it out. He's going to pick them apart. T.Y. Hilton's going to go off for like 190 and two TDs. 
and the Colts are coming out of there. I give it to the Colts. Hmm. I'll give it to the Colts 42 to 38. What? You, it's gonna yeah, be a high score. It's gonna be a high score comeback. I don't know about that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We'll see. Um, and then the other game in the AFC is the. No, uh, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. The Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers and. Uh, they the would Patriots. be yeah the Patriots. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to think the team that God. is always in the playoffs. Yes, in the AFC, the Patriots in uh, Foxborough. Yeah, my money on that one. I don't know on that one, honestly. That one could go either way. I don't think that's going either way. You don't think so? No, I think the Chargers are going to beat them. Could be more wishful thinking for me than anything. Yeah. But I also think that at this moment in time that the Patriots are not a team that anybody's afraid of right now. No, I don't think they are either. But, I mean, you still got Tom Brady back there. I don't give a fuck. Tom Brady can't throw touchdowns from his back. Look, I'm just saying. And that's where he'll be if the Chargers get after him. Can never doubt that man out. Yeah, but at the same time, like something's different about Philip Rivers this year, bro. Yeah, we'll see. He's got. He's we'll flinging see. that rock. He's gotten through. He's gotten through one hump. And we'll see if he get through. Second. Melvin Gordon played well against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Played well enough. Um, I think he'll play well against New England. Yeah. And I mean, let's keep it real. New England, as good as they are, playing the weakest division in the NFL. I, yeah. So they sweep damn near well, except for that one Dolphins game. Yeah. Mm, throw a little salt in the wound. Yeah. But um. Need, other than that, for the most part, they sweep their divisional opponents every year. They need to get better. That's six wins right off the bat. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Exactly. That's six wins. So it's like you got ten wins left. Even if you split those last, even if you split the, the remaining ten games outside of your division, five and five. Eleven. You won eleven games. You went eleven and five. Mm-hmm. What was their record this year? I don't think it was eleven and five. Nah, I think it was worse than that. Good. But still. But um. You know you what had I'm saying? Nine wins. How, how it's a lot easier to get to the playoffs when you know that two times a year, damn near, you're gonna you're gonna have a really good shot at winning a football game. Yeah, I feel you there. And that's just kind of what bugs me about the you know aura of Patriots fans. Yeah, but I mean, we sort of had that too. In Who our, in the AFC North win? Just because we had two. games. We had one. I'm that's saying we had games. two games yeah, that's every Cleveland. year. <laughs> but at the not same time. Yeah, well, definitely <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Now it's going to be Cincinnati. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> oh, damn. Shit, it might be two with Pittsburgh looking the way they're about yeah, to Yeah, Pittsburgh does look like Shit, a dumpster fire right up. now. It's they're awesome, too. So if you're listening, you're a Steelers fan. Ugh, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Some interesting stuff going on. I just think Phillip Rivers has the eye right now. I don't think he's going to beat Drew Brees. No. I don't think that if the Chargers ended up going to the Super Bowl, I don't think they're beating Drew Brees. So Drew Brees, Super Bowl. Could you imagine the L.A. Super Bowl? It's possible. Like, what do you mean? Like, them winning? No, no, no. I'm saying an all-L.A. Super Bowl. Like, L.A. team? Like, the two L.A. teams? Yeah. Like, the Rams and the Chargers? It's realistic. No, yeah. At this point, yeah, it's very realistic. What what point. would you, what do you think those possibilities are? You think... Where is the Super Bowl this year? Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's Damn, not in Cali. Too bad it's not in L.A. <laughs> well, it won't be in L.A. until they get that new stadium. Yeah, because they ain't got no goddamn space. But Atlanta. That'd be crazy, honestly. But, I mean, you know, it's L.A. coming to Atlanta. Like, those aren't two hot cities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, I might have to give me some tickets. You ain't going yeah, right. there. <laughs> ain't nothing but temptation out nah, there. Shit, I ain't got no money for none of them. Activities. Yeah, it'd be a broke-ass time, too. But Them tickets are expensive. Plus, who wants oh, to see Maroon? Awesome. I don't really want to see Maroon 5 perform at halftime. No, speaking of... Oh, you didn't watch the Bama game, huh? No, I didn't. So did I knew that Imagine Dragons show? and Lil Wayne oh, were performing God. at that the halftime the, show, but was, no, I didn't watch that, that, that at terrible. all. Was it? That was terrible. Because those are the guys that... Got like those anthem sounding songs, right? Make me a yeah. believer and all that shit. Yeah, that one song, the thunder or whatever. Yeah, thunder on? and yeah, lightning, yeah. lightning yeah. and the thunder, whatever. Yeah, like I hate that song on the radio, but it was terrible though. It was absolutely. I did terrible. see the pictures of Lil Wayne, and Dressing boy like did Corella he get. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wait. 
He oh, got man. roasted so that was like on Twitter. like a $9,000 dollar coat that he was wearing or $10,000 coat. Who bought it for him or who did I he buy it from? Because whoever they free. bought that from. I can't remember. Some Gucci or some one of the wow. designer shits. Did you yeah. see that mink jacket that Antonio Brown was wearing at that last game of the season? Was a Supreme mink? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's a Supreme jacket. Damn fresh. Mm-hmm. Fresh. I mean, I don't really expensive. get into all that shit. No. Nah, I don't give a fuck. Shit's expensive. There'd be people putting like Supreme stickers on their car. Like, what does that do for your car? It's actually $10 on the value right there. Them stickers is $10? Nah, I don't know how much them stickers are. I wouldn't are. I be surprised. Free. Nah, I think you get them free when you order shit from Supreme. Wow. You know how them. But I mean, Most I just. see that, though. You know me, I don't that. put stickers on my cars anyway. No. So I'm probably a bad person to talk about stickers on cars. Um. Where were we getting at? Oh, so yeah, so those are our picks. Did we pick the... Uh... Yeah, we picked Dallas. Oh, mm-hmm. Chargers. So you got the the Patriots then? I just don't know. I think it could go either way. I think the Chargers might win, though. I think they'll pull it out. I hope they pull it out. I just don't want to see the Patriots. All right, so you're not picking a winner then? I'll pick the Chargers. All right. Chargers. I'm right. picking the Chargers too. But Chargers I'm picking the Chargers like 16-14. Really? That low? Yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I go 21-17 Chargers. All right. I'll go with that. Um, Ultimately, who's your Super Bowl pick? Like, what's your Super Bowl matchup, and who's your your Super Bowl pick? Mm. Super Bowl matchup, I think it would be Kansas City, New Orleans. With New Orleans taking it. New Orleans, okay. Yeah. My matchup is similar. I got Kansas City, or not Kansas City, I got Los Angeles Chargers and the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And I got the Saints winning it all. Yeah, I feel you there. Although I think that the AFC title game is going to be the Colts and the Chargers, not the Colts and the Chiefs, or not the Chargers and Chiefs. No? No. Yeah. Which will be ironic because the Chargers, being a wild card team, will have the better record. So therefore, because it would be two wild card teams meeting up in an AFC title game, the AFC title game would be held in Los Angeles. That would be crazy. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool. Because mm-hmm. they're the five seed. I think it's going to be. So good. after basically having played all road games, because they went to Baltimore and now they have to go to New England. And they finally get If the to Colts go home. beat the Chiefs, they get a home game and it's for the AFC title. It's not happening though. Chiefs. Whatever, bro. Whatever, bro. <laughs> All right, so on that note, obviously, if it's Super Bowl time, then we also know Black Monday has come and gone. Uh, coaches getting fired, hired. What are your opinions? So let's first talk about it. The coaches that got fired. Yeah. Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. Yeah. Before the season was over, he before got fired. Before it was even over. Joe Philbin was not kept as the head coach, so he got let go as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson, as we know, with Todd Haley from Cleveland. Yeah. But Greg Williams was not retained as head coach in Cleveland. Adam Gase got fired in Miami. Yeah. Todd Bowles got fired in the Jets organization. Mm-hmm. And Steve Wilkes got fired from the Cardinals. Right. Uh, Marvin the, Lewis. Yeah, Marvin Lewis got fired from the Broncos. Bang- or Bengals. <laughs> and uh, The Broncos coach got fired. Yeah, Vance Joseph. I couldn't yeah. think of his name when you brought up the um, Marvin Lewis, but Vance Joseph also got fired. Yeah. Wasn't there another one? I thought it was just six that got fired it, after. Well, no, I know, but not including Mike McCarthy. All right, so all of those coaches got fired. Oh, Dirk Cutter. That's who it was, number oh, eight. Okay. Dirk Cutter got fired in Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, so now let's talk about the ironic things about some of those situations. Dirk Cutter has already been rehired as the offensive coordinator in Atlanta where Atlanta fired both their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator but kept the head coach, which is basically telling him that they he's got one year to get it right or he's probably gone. Right, exactly. Um, so I find it ironic that on basically a one-and-done deal, you decided to hire a coach who just got fired. Right, exactly. <laughs> Whatever, it happens. Um, yeah, Jesus. Uh, what, what else was I thinking? Um, so Marvin Lewis, the, the Bengals have not hired a replacement. Nope, not yet. Not yet. The Bucks have hired a replacement. Bruce Arians. No, 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 no. Okay. So they didn't hire Bruce Arians. They did, but they didn't. 
Who right. they hire. They hired basically the entire coaching staff of the Arizona Cardinals circa 2017. <laughs> because... They hired Bruce Arians as their head coach. And they hired... And then Bruce Arians hired Todd Bowles to be the defensive coordinator, right. which he was in 27, 2015, I believe, in Arizona because he's been the Jets coach for four years. Mm-hmm. So 20-whatever, they hired Todd Bowles. So Todd Bowles is now back as Bruce Arians' defensive coordinator. Byron Leftwich, who was let go as part of the coaching staff of Steve Wilkes for the Arizona Cardinals being completely let go, is now the O.C., for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, okay. And if Freddie Kitchens hadn't gotten promoted to being the head coach of Cleveland, I would imagine that he was probably on his way <laughs> to, to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. And I want to say one other person, uh, James Betcher, I think, because he got let go from Cleveland due to their overhaul. And so I think Betcher got let go from there. So I think he's going to be over in Tampa Bay as well. He's on the defensive side of the ball. He replaced Todd Bowles after Bowles got hired to go to the Jets and left the Arizona Cardinals. Bruce Arians promoted James Betcher. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, basically. So I have one question for you on this set, and this could be completely conspiracy theorist, and I don't want to get into it too deeply because I don't want to drag on. Why leave Arizona then? Bruce Arians? Yes. Because he didn't want to coach for Arizona? But Why? What was so bad about Arizona? Here's the thing that I okay. So here's the thing, and the point that I have to make, and this is the reason why. So okay, you're maybe. you're going to Tampa Bay, right? Where you're going to have basically your first year, you're going to have a quarterback in Jameis Winston or Fitzpatrick. You have a quarterback in Jameis Winston. <laughs> you know they're not going to tap that well again. Look at here, it man. never happens. Look at here. Fitz Magic Lightning never strikes <laughs> twice in the same place. It really doesn't. Okay, then. So, Jameis Winston. Fantasy. Right? But he left an Arizona Cardinals team one year before they drafted what they considered to be the future quarterback of that franchise. Who, in Josh Rosen? Mm Mm-hmm. That's why they drafted him. That's why they traded up to get him. Yeah, that's why they brought in the head coach they have now. Correct. Which we will get into. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But... um, but why leave Arizona then? If you were just going to come back, literally, you took a year off yeah, and you came back, why did you leave in the first place? What was so unattractive it had about some, staying in I Arizona it had that some, you left? Something above his head. So once again, are we now discussing a franchise in Arizona that has an ownership that nobody wants to play for? Right, that nobody even wants to work for? <laughs> because now we would be it. talking about a situation where maybe are we alluding to Bruce Arians and Michael Bidwell having some issues? Because that's just the point I'm, I'm not understanding, to a point where literally this man basically said he was interested in the Cleveland Browns job. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns job is probably the most attractive job in the NFL of available coaching positions at this moment in time. Oh, for sure. They have a franchise quarterback, clear cut. Yeah, yeah. They have a good a, a good slash great receiver in Jarvis Landry. Yeah. They've got Brashad Perriman playing at a level that Baltimore couldn't get him to play at. Mm-hmm. So kudos to them for whatever they did to get that kid, you know, catching a football. Yeah. Because um, I always liked Brashad Perriman. I just – didn't I didn't think he lived up to his potential in Baltimore. So you got to cut him at some point in time. Right. Um, they've got a defense with good young players and Jabril Peppers. They got that young DB out of uh, Ohio State who was a rookie this year, Denzel Ward. Yeah. They got um, um, uh, Miles Garrett, former number one overall pick. So that that is an attractive, attractive position. However, it is still the city of Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. But this man basically left a retirement community mecca in arizona but was interested in a job living in cleveland yeah i don't understand i don't understand so what was so wrong with it he ends up landing in another place that's cool for retirees in tampa bay i'm sure it's florida and all those old people love florida hurricane season yeah but it isn't you know tampa bay is further up but still why leave arizona then I don't know, man. Because you said you were going to retire. You get a job in an analyst booth for CBS. Right, for a year. For a year just to come come back back. to the NFL. Something doesn't sound right to me. Oh, yeah, it does sound a little weird. And then you even portrayed it in a way where Arizona had no 
inkling that you were even going to be considering coming back to coaching because they decided to decline their team option on your contract that you were still under technically when you told them that you retired, which then allowed Tampa Bay to get out of having to send the Arizona Cardinals any type of compensation for getting Bruce Arians. Right. Nobody finds this suspicious. I, I'm 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 curious as to see why I'm not hearing about this a little bit more on sports waves because it really boggles my mind as to why he left in the first place. Yeah, it is only to crazy. turn around and come back a year later. That makes no sense to me. Nah, yeah, it is kind of crazy. And now you have the Arizona, and like I said, especially a year when that next year he knew they were going into a situation where they could potentially get a franchise quarterback because that was a year of quarterbacks. Right. They did end up getting what they consider a franchise quarterback. He had the worst numbers of any of the rookie quarterbacks this year. Yeah, because he played on the worst team. By far <laughs> the he worst team. He played on the worst team with some of the worst coaching, honestly. By far. Okay, you were, okay, all but, around bad. It was so, all around bad. So even more so, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals as a team right now. They are, they are right up there with the dumpster fire pittsburgh steelers at this moment in time and the only reason why they're not as much of a fire is because they're not dealing with the qualities of the quality of players that the pittsburgh steelers are dealing with with their problems not at all okay so we can agree on that so why is it that steve kime still has a job and steve wilkes does not yeah that's a good question why is it that michael bidwell is sitting there uh putting all kinds of support behind Steve Kime, their general manager, and saying he has all the, the faith and, and trust in him to be able to get things done and to hire the right candidate after they're both coming off of a year because the general manager and the owner are in charge of hiring the head coach. So they're both coming off of a year where they, they hired the wrong guy. Yeah. They waited probably too long to make up their mind. They hired the wrong guy. I think they – I felt they you're hired the wrong – for the – you're talking about uh, – no, I'm not talking about him yet. Oh, okay. I'm not, not talking about KK. <laughs> not KK. We're not talking where, where, where about where KK Where are we going with yet. this? No. Okay. I'm talking about Steve Wilkes. Yeah, okay, Steve Wilkes. So I'm still on the point of why the Arizona Cardinals didn't fire Steve Kime, the general manager. Yeah. So first of all, the biggest thing that I think hurt Steve, that, that hurt the Arizona Cardinals at the beginning of this football season was the fact that their general manager was suspended for four games. Mm-hmm. Due to getting a DUI. Yeah, DUI. The general manager in the Arizona Cardinals organization is very much in control of player personnel decisions and player personnel movement. And in the first four weeks of the season, it is very key to make sure that you can make a couple of good moves because that is the first quarter of your season. Right, exactly. After four weeks. Got to work them kinks out. And they did not have him helping the scouting department grading players, evaluating players, not only on his team, on other teams. Right. Are we looking at preseason tape of players that might be able to make us better? We came off of a draft where we only got one quality receiver in the draft in Christian Kirk, and he's going to be a good receiver in this league. As long as he plays in the slot and as long as he can stay healthy, I think that Christian Kirk will be a good receiver in this league. Mm -hmm. But where else is the rest of the help, right? He hurt his team in that four-week period, not to mention – He's the one that drafted Robert Kimdichi, who has turned out to be a first-round bust. Yeah. He drafted Hassan Reddick. Now, I'm calling Hassan Reddick a first-round bust. Some people may not call him a first-round bust based on the fact that Steve Wilkes ran a defense that was not conducive to Hassan Reddick's skill set. Okay. Yeah. However, who hired Steve Wilkes? Right. (laughs) Same person that. (laughs) <laughs> Same person that drafted Hassan, Hassan Reddick. So yeah. if you know that this man is coming in with a defensive game plan that does not that fit is not the conducive that you to the, want to that you want to draft. Thank exactly. you. Yeah. Why would you hire then him as a head coach? And if so, and if you felt strongly enough in his defensive uh, mentality, his defensive personality, because you hired a defensive-minded coach, right? He was a one-year defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, right? You hired him, yet you knew in the interview what kind of defense he wanted to run. You knew what kind of personnel you had to put in that kind of defense. If you're going to now use the excuse now after you fired him, at least Michael Bidwell will, that 
he had a plan to come out of this hole that he put you guys in and you guys didn't agree with that plan. Then what plan did you agree with when you first hired him if you knew that the, on the defensive side of the ball, it didn't meet the personnel? Right, exactly. So why does Steve Kime have a job? Still. He whiffed on the Mike Ayupati free agent pick, in my opinion, as well, because Mike Ayupati has done nothing for the Arizona Cardinals since he came over from the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And then we get to this next stage of the Arizona Cardinals where they took a coach <laughs> who was 35 and 40 <laughs> at Texas Tech. That's not even a 500 record. Not even. He's 39 years old. He, at one point in time, a few weeks ago, was hired as the offensive coordinator at USC. He never stepped foot on campus and has now fallen his way into a head coaching position in the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals. And we are talking about Cliff Kingsbury. Yes, yes. Now... I don't want to completely come off like I'm bashing the dude. No, because in his defense, the whole reason they brought him in was to be, to basically help Josh Rosen reach the max potential that they think he has. That's but we've already wasted a year of Josh Rosen's career. I don't understand. We've already wasted a year of Josh Rosen's development. Right. Exactly. So here's the thing that I don't understand. For as much as the NFL claims to be a copycat league, why didn't the Arizona Cardinals hire a def- hire an offensive-minded offensive head coach, coach knowing right. Right. that okay. they were going into a draft where they had every intent to, get to a sign franchise a franchise quarterback? And basically get the potential they need from it. Correct. Because they had Sam Bradford when they drafted Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. And their goal was to let Josh Rosen sit a year and learn behind Sam Bradford. So is that the reasoning behind why they felt it was okay to go with a defensive-minded quarterback? Or um, uh, a defensive-minded head coach? Right. That still doesn't make any doesn't sense. doesn't make any sense. They went with Mike McCoy, who was a veteran offensive coordinator, older guy, mm-hmm. um, has been a head coach in this league, and paired him with Sam Bradford. And it didn't work. Not even a little bit. And they let go of Mike McCoy before they even, you know, what, a couple of weeks into allowing McCoy and and Josh Rosen to work together. Right. But in my opinion, why would you have not done it the opposite? Why wouldn't you have gotten yourself the established D coordinator and hired an offensive-minded head coach? Yeah, exactly. Knowing you were going to draft this guy. Right. So now we've wasted a year of that. But now we're bringing on a coach who not only... Yeah, he's offensive minded. He hasn't coached a practice in the NFL. No. Nope. He hasn't coached a position no NFL in the experience. NFL. No he NFL has zero experience. NFL experience. Yeah, that's gonna be rough. I and didn't have a winning record at a college that resides in a football state in the state of Texas with Texas yeah. Tech. Now, he did also serve on the roster at Houston yeah. on the coaching staff where he did uh, have Case Keenum, yeah, who everybody saw what he did for the Vikings, who I'm sure wish they would have brought him back instead of uh, signing Kirk Cousins, but I yeah. digress. And he's <laughs> also played pretty well for the Denver Broncos, who actually did go out and pick him up. So I'll give him that. He also coached. Patrick Mahomes. Right. He coached Baker Mayfield um, a little bit. He did too. coach Baker Mayfield a little bit at uh, Oklahoma. No, Texas Tech. Texas Tech, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Baker Mayfield was at Texas Tech before he went to Oklahoma. But him and Baker Mayfield didn't exactly get along, so... Yeah. Not saying that that doesn't give him credit for, for Baker Mayfield, but at the same time, if Baker Mayfield liked his tutelage, he would have stayed, right? Right, exactly. Not no, left. No, I get you. To a point where he had to walk on at Texas Tech and then turned around and had to walk on at Oklahoma. So, can you really give him credit for Baker Mayfield, or do you really got to give Baker Uh, Mayfield credit for Baker Mayfield? Johnny Manziel. That was the other one. Wow. (laughs) Are you supposed to be arguing the point to help him (laughs) on his qualifications, or... Johnny Manziel, man. Wow. Johnny Man coked out somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Like that I would have like that would be like redacted on my resume <laughs> if I was Cliff Kingsbury. It'd look like a fucking confidential government document. Uh, They'd be like, I'll "What's under this? What's under this black line?" Like, ah, it's redacted. <laughs> it's redacted. We can still see that, sir. It says Johnny Manziel. Like, no, it doesn't. What are you talking like, about? Like, 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 
That was it's in redacted. college, though. Look, we've all made mistakes, like, so, right? We've all had that one-night stand we wish we could take back, He right? worked with them quarterbacks in college and got them to the NFL. Well, Johnny well, Manziel. Hmm. Got him to the NFL. I mean, the Cleveland Browns got one. Johnny Manziel to the NFL. The Cleveland Browns got a lot of quarterbacks to the NFL. Yeah, they did. Right? They so, got a lot of them out of the NFL, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's in sure. and out, the revolving door of quarterbacks in Cleveland. I don't know, man. We'll have to just wait and see. Okay, now here's the that. here's the one thing that I think will definitely help Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona is I found out, well, earlier today, as we alluded to and kind of talked about a little bit, that Freddie Kitchens got hired yeah, as the, the head, head coach, head of, coach Cleveland. of Cleveland. Well, Greg Williams got let go. Greg Williams is a longtime defensive coordinator, was the defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns when he took over. He's not the D coordinator no more. Right. If I'm on the phone looking for a D coordinator, if I'm, I'm Cliff Kingsbury, I'm on the phone with Greg Williams at this moment in time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Greg Greg Williams is a great, great defensive mind. He does have a bit of a, oh, what do you want to call it? Uh, checkered past. He was part of the Bounty Gate scandal in New Orleans. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, cost him some money, cost him his job, gotcha. cost him a year in the league, I think. I think he was suspended for a year. Hmm. Um, because he was basically running a you know a, yeah. a bounty to pay yeah, to hurt to pay hurt, players hurt of players. the Saints to hurt players on other uh, teams. So if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, that's who I'm calling to look for my defensive coordinator. Right. However, if this was really the direction that the Arizona Cardinals wanted to go, this drastic, this different, why not do it with a new general manager as well? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know on that end, but. Because now he's already whiffed on two first-round draft picks, right? Yeah. And Hassan Reddick and Robert Kimdichie. And he's also whiffed on a head coach. And he's whiffed on himself <laughs> by getting a DUI. Right. I mean, quite honestly, how do you have that much money? Yeah. And you're And people are still getting DUIs. Yeah. Like, if I had that dude's kind of money, I wouldn't be driving myself out to dinner. And I'm not saying I would do it every single night. But if I know I'm going to go out and have some drinks or whatever, like, I'm definitely having somebody else drive me home. Like, I don't give a shit if it's an Uber. Right. Like, I know I got the money for it. Like, I'm good for it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I'll never understand that concept with people that have that level of wealth and... Nah, I get you. Still make stupid <laughs> decisions, especially in these situations when, you know, you've already made all of these bad decisions and yet somehow you've kept your job. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. What do you feel about the Cliff Kingsbury hire? Are you on board with it? I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm just sitting back and watching it play out, honestly. I, I, I guess. I mean, there could have been worse hires, I guess, but. Yeah, they could have hired Marvin Lewis. Yeah, they could have hired Hugh Jackson. <laughs> no, I think Hugh Jackson's going to get hired by the Bengals. Yeah, probably. <laughs> We've been looking at it. Oh, let's not even talk about that. Oh, yes, let's oh, talk about no, that. No, let's no. talk about that. He got a job on the Bengals staff before yeah, the was season was over. He was like, uh, what was he, the quarterback's coach or something? He so was something. Stupid. On Marvin Lewis's staff, and he was that fine dude, when he was the offense coordinator for us. That one, like, couple years that he was there, I think. Two no, or three I don't years. deny it. I I think that that guy is a decent offensive mind. Yeah. I honestly don't think he got along with Baker Mayfield. No, and I don't think that I think that the power was taken from him from higher up. Yeah, when yeah. it came to the decisions being made Under about him. Baker yeah, Mayfield, for sure, for sure. Um, I'll give him that. So, he whether or not he'll ever admit it, I'll give him that. But I don't know if. He needs another head coaching job right now. I don't think him or Marvin Lewis need one right now. No, I think yeah. maybe if, if Hugh Jackson were to be some type of uh, um, like passing game coordinator or a running game coordinator where it's really just concentrated on like a position group and the concepts within that position group, Yeah, I think he could be really talented and really help a team. Yeah, exactly. um, maybe even a young team like the Arizona Cardinals where they've got a running back that can catch and, and, and run. Yeah. In David Johnson, a young wide receiver in Christian Kirk, and a young quarterback in Josh Rosen. I mean, maybe he could add something to that staff. I mean, fuck it, Arizona. You've already hired a, <laughs> a losing record college head, right, coach head coach that, you know, is riding the Kurt, the coattails of Patrick Mahomes to an NFL job. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to put it that <laughs> harshly, but I really feel like 
It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, look at Patrick Mahomes. And he's like, well, I coached him in college. And people are like, oh my God, you must be the greatest in the world. Like, let's see. Pump the brakes. Let's see. Let's I want to, you know, like in a situation where it was like, come on, you can't tell me that you didn't even consider giving Jim Harbaugh a phone call before you hired Cliff Kingsbury. Maybe, maybe they did and he saw the caller ID and didn't even pick up. Doubt it. <laughs> Doubt it. If he had any opportunity. To go back into the NFC, so? into the NFC West, and stick it to the 49ers because they let him go when they shouldn't have. Yeah. As well as renew the rivalry between him and Pete Carroll, which is an awesome rivalry. Yeah. When they were at Stanford and USC, oh, and then sure. Seattle and, and San, Francisco, San Francisco. I think Jim Harbaugh would definitely pick up that phone. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. He's yeah. got a winning record in the NFL and doesn't have the greatest record at the University of Michigan right now. I'll fucking. His his window of opportunity to get back him. into the NFL is probably starting to close if he doesn't start to win games at Michigan. Yeah. Because you know his opportunity of winning in Michigan's going down. He keeps coming out with the years he's coming out, and he can't beat Ohio State. Oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Oh, man. There's a lot, yeah, a lot going on. But. I know. We can't wait this long between <laughs> episodes because we got too much to make too up. Too much to talk about. It's too hard to fit it in yeah. an hour. Got to break it up. Um. So, what do you want to? What are you looking forward to this weekend? You just gonna be watching the football games? Yeah, mostly. Just All right. So we'll probably time. cover some more of that tomorrow. I think maybe we'll do a little Marvel trivia to um next episode. Not tomorrow. Next week. Yeah, it feels like week. it's like tomorrow. <laughs> um. Yeah. Maybe we'll play a little bit more Marvel trivia. Um. I think I want to talk a little bit more Agent Orange next week. All right. <laughs> I really think it's time to just dive oh, into the pool God. of just yeah. discussing social economic type <laughs> topics on this show and there's a lot to talk about i think sure. I it's uh it's worth discussing yeah we'll talk about it we'll talk uh, about it. i've been reading up so yeah, yeah it's a crisis of the soul that's all i'm gonna say it's a, <laughs> it's a crisis of the soul. i just need my tax refund money oh yeah that's not happening right Get now on yeah about Get that though um yeah you federal tax workers they not working bro they not working you they see the tsa people calling in hell no, they're getting... like i ain't working for free hell no i wouldn't need you kidding me i can't Shit. even afford bus fare because you don't pay me enough to own a damn car i don't know we'll talk about it though we'll talk about all it. right that's for next week's episode <laughs> so hope you enjoyed it welcome yep. to 2019 happy new year happy new year thanks for sticking it out for two weeks with us waiting for the new episode i hope it was worth it uh so uh yeah we love you guys uh yeah. We'll be back. Sign us off, Debo. We'll be back next week.